Now, we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Adam Morgan. In 2017, Colorado's Strategic Action Planning Group on Aging toured the state to five communities where they conducted three-hour listening sessions in each community. The purpose of the sessions were to allow community members to share their thoughts and viewpoints regarding aging issues in Colorado. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. The SAPCA group, as they are called, heard responses ranging from the need to access affordable health care and wellness to aging in place, training for caregivers, nutritional foods, and additional protection from abuse and fraud. Last year, the tour findings were released in their report, Conversations on Aging, which is still available on their website. Based upon that report and coupled with their previous action plan for Colorado, presently the Strategic Action Planning Group on Aging is focused upon setting recommendations on wellness and health for the General Assembly and the Office of Saving People Money on Health Care. From the SAPCA Group, our guests on this edition are Ms. Karen Brown, representing Arvada and representing Centennial Board Chair, Dr. Christiane Eighteen. We looked at what we've done in both our 2016 um, initial recommendations and then the um, update in 2018 and looked at those recommendations. We did some look at where, where, does, where do things need to be deepened? Um, so where, where do we need to go further because we touched on many areas. Uh, what we've discovered is that you can't talk about any area by itself. So you can't talk about health care without talking about workforce, without talking about transportation, housing, uh, secure income. All these things intersect. And so as we looked at our, our recommendations, health care was an area that we saw, we know we need to go deeper here. Um, and it was a sort of a group reflective process that we sort of prioritized that as, as an area. And it was also an area that we couldn't look at just by sending healthcare folks to go look at it. We wanted the broad understanding that total SAPCA membership brings. And so we have folks that are in, in, in government um, side of things, on the um, nonprofit side of things, on the um, consumer side, um, major organizations. And we wanted that broad perspective as we started to look at these various elements within healthcare. Karen, I guess the main question that I have for you to start with for sure is. With all the work that SAFCA and other organizations are doing, are we Americans and Coloradans, too, looking at aging differently now? Because a lot of us, when we were younger, we just thought, oh, no, we just kind of grow old at home and then we'll fade away at the proper time. You know, but there's a lot of conferences now, the work that organizations are doing, the government is doing. Uh, is it casting a whole new light on aging in America? I I actually think 100% that is happening. And I do think that Colorado is really perceived as one of the leaders in the nation, kind of moving forward with innovative ideas, innovative ways of addressing issues and um, finding solutions. So not only through the Strategic Action Planning Group on Aging and its formation, the fact that our government is looking at how do we better prepare as a state, as individuals uh, within the programs to address the needs. Um, There are initiatives like the Changing the Narrative initiative that's out there right now, which is being debuted in Colorado. It's one of the the initial states that is coming out in where we really talk about um, how we think, act, and speak about aging issues in general. So we're approaching ageism head on um, here in the state of Colorado. I've always said the last ism to be challenged by baby boomers is ageism. 
Because I don't think that word even existed <laughs> 10 years ago. No. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, in 1960, people, the average age was somewhere around 60. You yeah. died. I mean, you got lucky to retire and live on for a couple of years. Sure. Now the average age is something around 83, 84, 85. You know, you've got 10, 20, possibly 30 or 40 years beyond when you might retire. So we really have to think about it completely differently. Christiane is the... Uh the aging of the baby boomer generation also causing causing this, causing governments to, to, to look ahead to see, ooh, they're going to be taxing all the services that are going to be coming. At least some of them will. Yeah, so I think that's one of the, the, the major misconceptions out there, that, that aging is a burden on society. Within the state of Colorado, I think we see aging as an opportunity because aging – it's not one thing. I think part of what's driving the change in, in the narrative, the change in the way we look at aging, is that not only do we have more folks who are aging, but we have more folks who are aging well, they're aging healthy, they're aging active, and they're staying active until 80, 90, 100 years of age. That's not uncommon these days. It was unheard of 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. So people are seeing that in all those aspects. So you look at popular culture. You look at the, the, the bands of um, the 60s and 70s. They are still out touring. I mean, Mick Jagger is 70-plus years old, and, and that is happening throughout the country. And so you cannot, you cannot talk about old grandparents and, and have this image of somebody who's 60 years old in a wheelchair um, and, and in a home yeah. when Mick Jagger is up there Rocking it, and and Tina Turner, right? And you, yeah. and, and, and you can you can name off people who are as energetic as you know they were thirty, forty years ago, and I think that really is driving this change. And in Colorado, we see it all the time. You see it when you climb mountains in, in, in this state. You see it when you go skiing. You see it um, in terms of people biking. All of those, those – that active lifestyle that is Colorado, it's part of the heart of who we are. It's part of that outdoor sort of understanding. You see that across our generations and mm-hmm. that I think is really what is helping the narrative change. We have a lot of work to do. I don't want to, 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 to overly paint a rosy picture no, but, sir, I, no, but I do no, want people to understand this is, this is the reality that we're moving into. And, and as we have these demographic shifts where we go from a pyramid – to more of a column um, as, as we age and, and we see an equal distribution of ages across um, these spectrums um, in their distribution, we have to be ready for that. Now, we have to add to that what we, you know, the social determinants of health issues, so yeah. um, issues of wealth and economy and all those pieces that do impact people's ability to age well. Um, so the access to health care, to affordable health care, the access to, to prescription drugs, access to good nutrition, all those things, those affect. Um, and so not everyone has the ability to age as well as other folks. Is it a challenge, Karen, for SAFCA and other organizations like it? Because Colorado has almost a very distinct urban and rural. Mm. Um, a, it's not a separation, but it's just uh, an urban and rural environments where people live and work and, and they are outside. So some of them are going to age differently depending on where you are. If you're in fruit on one hand, if you're in Colorado Springs on the other. So that's that's one of the things the uh, the SAPCA group had to keep in mind when you're out doing your listening tour and, and putting your reports together. Well, we actually did do a tour, as you said, in 2017, Conversations on Aging, 
We went around to five different places in the state, so rural, mountainous, and then, of course, the Denver area. We had more than 400 people attend, and, and they really did share with us the, this perspective that we're all part of the state, but we face very different challenges than you do in the city. Yeah. Number one issue, the number one issue that they pointed to was public relations and in two different facets. So they talked about public relations in terms of public relations, PR, like communication. I was waiting you to say housing. No, PR, (laughs) communication and outreach. The the ability around um, knowing where to go, access services, resources, that was a huge challenge. And then the second issue that came up was ageism. You know, that perception that we're older and we yeah. we are, generally speaking, you know, what is, what is our value? Um, can we continue working? How do we stay engaged? So they talked about that as the number one issue. Um, closely behind that was health care, health care, access to health care. I mean, you know, when you're in a rural area and you need to see a kidney specialist, you, you don't have that option. I had friends who lived in Pueblo. Sure. Excuse me, lived in Aguilar, and they had to drive to Pueblo for dialysis three times a week. That's 81 miles. Yeah. That's 81 miles, and they had their own business. So they pointed to some very specific situations that, that make their life far more challenging. You know, housing and transportation were – actually, it was transportation third and then housing. And then housing. And then housing. Housing was number four. Housing was number four. Housing was number four. No, no. Okay. Now, now, maybe for those in rural areas who own their own homes and their own farms and their own stores, but those in urban areas who are still trying to find places and developers coming in, displacing people, housing is more higher on the food chain. But when you put them both together, housing is number four. Well, now, I'm speaking from the rural perspective, what we okay. heard, right? All right. So, but when you do talk to people in town, I mean, and that was one of the issues that we addressed in 2018 um, was housing because we, we have... Affordable housing, affordable housing for downsizing or smaller, you know, domain. Yeah. Huge, huge issue. I mean, okay. we know that the one or two bedrooms, twelve hundred to fourteen hundred dollars. Um, you know, two bedroom actually is more like twenty four hundred dollars. It's yeah. it's unbelievable if you're on a fixed income. Yeah, yeah, it's going to exceed your social security check. Mm-hmm. That is for darn sure. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's for sure. Um, Christiane, one of the recommendations in the report, I know we had it for a while, was to have a, a an aging czar. Mm-hmm. And there was a gentleman that was doing it for a while, but I think he, he found himself a better job. <laughs> well, he was doing such a good job that he got promoted. Let's he, put it he got that promoted. Way. Okay. Right, so are we still looking at, at, at putting somebody else in that so position we, to, to give some leadership to some of the stuff that you guys are finding out? Well, we, we actually have somebody in that position. So Janice Blanchard was appointed by the governor about a month ago. She's been on the job about a month okay. um, and uh, is – Digging in um, deep, um, and, and, and she's been active in the state. So she um, worked uh, for a number of years in the Denver area, really actually was an innovator in this uh, early um, aging piece called um, Silverprint um, and, and did some amazing work there and, and then moved a little bit more into the national um, level and did some consulting and is now coming back to focus on Colorado. And I think my experience with her is she's really well positioned to activate Many of the recommendations. So she's putting a focus right now on healthcare. Sapka um, is putting a focus there. The governor's put a focus there, um, creating this um, office of saving people money on healthcare. Yeah. Workforce. If if we don't hear directly about workforce, we hear it indirectly. That there is, or there are two sides of the workforce piece that need addressing: a workforce to serve older adults, but also older adults in the workforce. People want to or need to stay involved, and and so we were talking about ageism. 
one of the things that prevents people is people is f- employers not thinking of folks who are aging as a resource. Yeah. Um, and they are. We know that older workers are some of the most reliable, dependable workers that you can hire. Um, and they may not want to work 40 hours a week, but, you know, most many employers don't want to hire people 40 hours a week. Yeah, that's um, true. The too, gig but... economy applies just as much to older workers as it does to younger and maybe even more to older workers because if you're on Medicare, you don't necessarily need to get insurance. Um, yeah, and if you have if you have boomers who are in better shape, they need to be to stay engaged and stay active. A lot of things we do is built around work. That's right. And so they're not going to do as some of the millennials like to say, get out of the way so I can have the job. They're going to be there a while. And some employers are learning the same things that you're saying yeah. that some of the youngsters don't show up on time. That's but right. the the boomers who have been out there a while have gotten used to the regimens. They do. Do you take the recommendations of some of the recommendations of SAFCA and work with maybe the Metro Denver Chamber of Commerce so it gets communicated to business, how older adult workers can can help them? Yes. Actually, as a part of the Change the Narrative initiative, there is a special component mm-hmm. called the Age-Friendly and Intergenerational Workforce. Okay. Uh, we have a team of people that are actually connecting to the chambers within the seven-county area, and we've actually gone out and done presentations specifically addressing um, what are some of the myths? Um, we've done research to actually combat that that whole we're not tech savvy. Mm-hmm. You know, that that always comes up like 80% of the people at the last presentation said oh, yeah. we're not tech savvy. And we were able to prove through data that, in fact, that's not the case. Um, we actually walk them through, you know, the values of having older people on the on the job, um, the opportunities. And then we give them some examples, you know, some specific examples of what other, other entities have done. Yeah, that's what I've shared with folks from the television series is that boomers are – Older adults are tech savvy. We just use it as a tool, right. not as our primary social interaction. Right. Because we grew up learning to go outside to play. Right. My, my mom is 80 years old. Yeah. And I, I, that woman can find the best rate on a hotel anywhere in the world. I am – she she found a $50 rate for a four-star, five-star in Aspen um, coming up. Really? That's using technology. That's using the resources and the tools and understanding how you do that. There are two sets of older adults that are over 50 that are over 60 years old. I mean they just are. And one's a little more conservative that are going to follow the traditional plan and say, I can't do this. We can't do this. We're not supposed to do this. And then we have the rest of us that will just run on off and do it. How do you get them to maybe rethink where they are so they can get a better benefit or better uh, a better life as as they age, a more involved life like the other guys are? You know, I, I'm going to offer that we're seeing some evolution in, in the thinking of older people. Uh-huh. You know, right now we have about, well, in 2010, about 12% of the population over 65 worked. Mm-hmm. In 2018, that number is 23% right now. Yeah. There are projections, a Gallup poll in 2018 projected that number up to 40%. So I think in part because of the economy, our healthcare needs, and the recognition that we're living longer, that people are actually making some conscious decisions. Ms. Karen Brown and Dr. Christiane Eteen, Chair of Colorado's Strategic Action Planning Group on Aging, are our guests on this edition. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay on your game. And we thank you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us. You have been listening to Mile High Magazine, a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. If you have a suggestion for a future program or a question, please send an email to publicaffairs at bonneville.com. 
Thanks for listening to Mile High Magazine.